This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Massachusetts Monsterland. That's correct. Massachusetts Monsterland. Now, this article comes to us from dailymail.co.uk. It's one I just couldn't resist. The title says, Mystery of Massachusetts Monsterland, a five-mile stretch of uncharted woods where locals claim they've seen flying saucers, glowing orange orbs, and Bigfoot. The woods that line the small city of Leominster near Boston and central Massachusetts are a supernatural hotbed. For decades, there have been rumored sightings of UFOs, strange glowing orbs, and even Bigfoot, earning the area its ominous nickname. Others claim cars mysteriously break down and residents have been abducted. This article is written by Alex Hammer for DailyMail.com, dated February 25, 2024. He says, Deep in the heart of Massachusetts is a spooky place known as Monsterland, a five-mile stretch famed for its paranormal activity. For centuries, the eerie woods that line the small city of Leominster near Boston have been a hotbed for rumored sightings of UFOs, strange glowing orbs, and even Bigfoot himself. Some say these mysterious tales first began surfacing in the New England town in the 1800s, with locals sharing stories about a berry-eating beast. But suspicions really took off in the 1950s after a man claimed in a local bar that he had encountered a monster before vanishing when he left to track it down. Since then, there have been reported supernatural sightings, and they've only increased, earning the area its ominous nickname and attracting Bigfoot hunters from all over the country. I love the fact how these things show up, these UFOs, these orbs, and these uh, Bigfoot sightings all seem to intersect here. Since then, there have been reported supernatural sightings, and they've only increased, earning the area its ominous nickname and attracting Bigfoot hunters from all over the country. It's got a map here uh, showing the area where this stuff is kind of headquartered at. They're uh, just northwest of Boston. It says the area known as Monsterland, a five-mile stretch of forest surrounded Lena Munster, famed for paranormal activity, is seen here. Yeah, a lot of heavily timbered area. You can see that looks like a little uh, creek or river actually going through here. It says, for decades there have been rumored UFO sightings, strange glowing orbs, and even Bigfoot, a part of the area around the surrounding Leominster State Park. And you see this really heavily forested area. Claiming of ape-like creatures, glowing orange orbs, and car engines suddenly going out in the area are now rife, pictured with a cast of a humanoid print found in the forest in 2010. Now that's weird. Okay, so I guess what this is is just actually a uh, this. This is the cast, and it's not showing the inverse. It's showing they've got the cast upside down for whatever reason. So you can't really tell that it's a foot. But yeah, it's it looks like looks to be about 11 inches long. I don't know if that's really big enough to be a Bigfoot uh, footprint cast or not. I thought when I first looked at this thing that it was just a some sort of you know uh, animal. Uh, uh, excrement left over and they, they thought they'd track Bigfoot down through that but they're saying this is a cast this upside down footprint shaped thing it goes on here it says Ronnie LeBlanc 66 grew up a few hundred yards from Leominster around the time the sightings first started after his first supernatural experience there when he was 11 years old he has since made it his mission to go to the bottom of the unexplained activity I think because these things have happened to me personally 
It's created this obsession where I need to find out more. The author of 2016's Launchland told CBS Boston of his experiences in the now infamous area. The reason it gets this name is there were sightings of Bigfoot creatures going back to the late 1800s, he explained, before producing a cast of a footprint he claims came from the fabled Sasquatch. He further claimed what I started noticing is that there was a lot of activity and stories in and around Leominster State Forest, which connects to Monsterland through the power lines. After that bit of geography, he joked that a lot of locals like himself used to call it Monsterland, donning a trademark trademark Boston accent to do so. It goes back to the 1950s, he continued. There was a gentleman that supposedly disappeared after seeing a strange creature by Old Mill Road. The legend surrounds an unnamed man who entered a Leominster bar one summer night, visibly agitated. When the barkeep asked him what was wrong, the man reportedly responded that he'd just seen a terrifying monster on the now notorious Old Mill Road that bleeds into Leominster State Forest and the surrounding areas. He asked the proprietor to call the police, but instead of waiting, he declared he was going to go kill the monster himself and bring back the creature's body as proof, but he was never seen again. When the cops arrived, the bar manager told them what had happened, spurring them to drive down to Old Mill Road. His car parked by the side of the street with its lights on and no one inside. Balking at the concept of venturing into a largely uncharted 4,300-acre forest at night, the officers decided to wait until morning, but the man never returned, and the case remains a mystery to this day. With the legend helping to earn the street and surrounding area its Monsterland nickname, well, that's kind of neat. And then it has some more pictures down here talking about this whole Monsterland area and a little video. It says, Today, the road still stands, and according to the walk and countless others, it is still a hive of unnatural activity. Claims of ape-like creatures, humanoid footprints, and car engines suddenly giving out are now rife, with several, including LeBanc, spotting strange orbs floating overhead. He believes the latter and the at-large beast are indelibly linked, citing other reports of people actually spotting the monsters holding these orange spheres. We've heard of this before. We've heard of these, of these alien entities uh, holding the spheres, uh, transmuting into spheres. Uh, there's some definite connection between these paranormal um, slash supernatural uh, entities that we see and these spheres. That's my opinion. Different objects described as flying saucers have also been reported with some caught on camera. LeBlanc suspects they are all related and claims to have witnessed the floating orbs at least nine times over the years. Several other sightings have been reported since, including one on July 3rd of 2012 and almost another 10 years later on August 13th, 2022. Both occurrences were caught on camera and the orbs in each are eerily identical. All the more alarming is that the strange orange objects, reminiscent even from afar fireballs, fit the description of countless Leominster residents over the decades, including several whom have spoken to LeBlanc. Now, I have, I have seen these things at least once up close. Uh, maybe it was up in the air 40 feet or something, rising up, looked to be like maybe a little smaller than a basketball, a very like a bright orange translucent uh, shape, almost like I guess you would call a fireball, and uh, can't explain it, have no idea what the thing was. People have seen Bigfoot holding an orb, he told the outlet during a tour through the area in 2022. They look like a basketball with plasma swirling around, and they're silent. I've just seen them hovering over the sky and just blink out and disappear. Yes, that's exactly what I would say. And then he has some pictures here of these orbs that people have spotted in some video. 
Uh, we talk about these things all the time. It 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 certainly uh, uh, fits fits the description. It says descriptions offered by others are strikingly similar. With the citizen who spotted three unidentified orbits between 8:30 and 8:45 p.m. in 2022, saying there was no sound as they kept coming from a northwest mountain area, traveling southeast. They would all change the direction and head west-southwest as if they were programmed to all do it at the same time. Some were faster than others, and some flew lower than others, he went on. After recording the video, or after recording the UFOs over his home in South Leominster, near so-called Monsterland, my estimation is they were about 100 feet above treetop level, he recalled. They would pause in formation for a while and then break off and head west as the others came over the mountain area. After several minutes of hovering in his footage, the objects disappear. The resident 52-year-old Corey Tornji added, I called over to a local police officer that lived next door to see what these things could possibly be, but he had no explanation either. At least a dozen others who have alleged encounters with the orbs also had a similar lack in deciphering their significance. Yeah, I don't know if they're just trying to communicate with us or if they're just like there and we just and it just happens to be incidental to them that we're in the same area. Definitely strange. LeBlanc, however, has a few ideas referencing the case of late Leominster resident Betty Anderson who claimed that on January 25th, 1967, she was abducted by extraterrestrial aliens from her South Ashburnan home about a dozen miles from Monsterland. She also claims to have had a close encounter in 1944 in Leominster as did several others around the time of her second sighting, which somewhat coincides with the clips captured on film. There was a huge UFO wave in 1967 in Central Mass, Lewak, in 2020 said. People were seeing UFOs over ponds and lakes, and there was a lady in Fitchburg saying there are UFOs coming out of the reservoir. Yeah, we have heard that before. When I started researching, I found out that Betty Anderson, that's A-N-D-R-E-A-S-S-O-N, had this thing happen down on Howard Street in Leominster, he added. During this time, this area was also getting a wave of Bigfoot sightings and reports from the state police. One, case, one such case surrounds a couple who saw a UFO over St. Leo Cemetery in Leominster, a few miles north of Monsterland, in March of 1967, and another in the 1970s when another pair spotted a rectangular UFO with lights by a hillside in Ashburnham. They're looking at this thing, and they're just dumbfounded how something so large could just be hovering silently there, LeBanc said, of the Ashburnham incident. The flash of light, and all of a sudden, the UFO is gone, and they look at each other, and the wife notices that they have missing time, about 20 minutes. But the other thing, now their car is on the opposite side of the road. They were put back in the wrong place. This kind of reminds me of Betty and Barney Hill. This ball of light, this mental telepathy, and these gray aliens. Stuff happening in the forest in Westminster and South Ashburnham. Well, wow. has some more pictures here of this graveyard and also of this area where this UFO was spotted at. In terms of an explanation, he said, there are a lot of different theories, but the reality is something is that something is happening. People are seeing the UFOs and Bigfoot. They are leaving tracks. Some people claim that they have encountered massive humanoid footprints on the footpath at the center of Monsterland, Old Mill Road, near the Lancaster border where Walmart and other businesses sit. One set of prints were found by Bill Penning and his wife Julie during an, in, during an innocent hike in the nearby forest in July 2010. LeBlanc helped the couple cast the prints two years later in what may be the only physical evidence of the encounters countless others are reporting. 
That tells me these must have been pretty sizable prints if they were still there two years later for these guys to be able to cast. People who have claimed to have a Bigfoot in their sights of the guns said they can't pull the trigger because they look too human, he said. After the pittings told him they found the prints after investigating sounds and movement coming from the forest, he continued, I always found that fascinating and I feel like for something to be this elusive and so evasive this long, it has to be a more human than animal for it to do that. LeBlanc added that the nature of the prints and the other sightings, this is something more alien, something more interdimensional. 99% of these could all be made up, but if you have that one that is legit, this whole thing is real. Then it's a game changer, and it's a paradigm shift on how we see the world and how we fit in it in this universe, really, he concluded. Well, that's kind of the one the one white crow uh, rule that I've heard said. You know, you can say there, there are no white crows, but once you spot one of them, that disproves that. The Pinnings, meanwhile, recalled a distinctively eerie feeling about coming across the tracks that made them flee the area. The sensation was described by the couple in a 2010 interview with Liam Minster Champion. Where it was early spring, there was a lot of brush and berries around us, but not a sound could be heard by anything. No birds or other animals. Just a weird feeling, Julie told the local paper of how she was overcome. Bill, meanwhile, recalled feeling disoriented, remembering how he and his wife felt the desperate urge to get out of the woods instead of investigating further. I was kind of scared, he conceded. Their account is remarkably similar to one described by by LeBlanc after a strange encounter behind a local elementary school that still haunts him to this day. While age 12, he heard a strange sound in the Forest Fallbrook Elementary School near a bridge on Old Mill Road that still stands today. Before they put Samoset Middle School there, there was a bunch of tracks that would connect to Monsterland that would go to the sand dunes where people would go partying, he said at the site, adding that People had reported seeing strange things, such as UFOs, shadow people, and balls of light. There was one particular track I always used to avoid, he continued. It always had a very dark, ominous feeling to it. It would be a beautiful day, and you look down this thing, and it looked dark. One day, while biking along the trail, LeBlanc was astounded by the stark silence. I started going down this trail with my bike, and I just could hear the bike squeaking, he said. I noticed there are no other sounds in the forest, nothing. At this point, LeBlanc recalled coming to a stop. Stuck with an uneasy feeling, he stayed silent and looked around. At that moment, something crashed through the woods right in front of me, he continued. I could feel it reverberating in the soles of my feet. It was pushing trees and shrubs, went across the trail and onto the other side, but I couldn't see anything. That's what was disturbing. Now, this is another description of these Bigfoot moving fast through the timber. You know, in these missing persons cases, sometimes we hear about uh, these poor victims, when they're found sometimes dead, of course, they're totally scratched up and gouged and beat up as if they've been running through the timber, you know, through the forest at, you know, at 25, 30 miles an hour or something. And that's what it seems like with these Bigfoot. It seems like when they move through the forest, they just move through very fast. Like the Pennings, he fled the area, and more than four decades later, he's still looking for answers. He maintains that the Bigfoot sightings are linked to the UFO sightings and other sightings across the country that coincide with the unnatural orbs and sounds people are encountering in a forest. The forest, meanwhile, has a history of dating back to the Native Americans, and much of it to this day is officially uncharted. And that seems a little strange that this small section in Massachusetts would be unmapped. He told the telegram of his suspicions that the sightings here and across the country are connected. As you dig deeper into Bigfoot, 
you start talking about cloaking and the fact that they can vanish before people's eyes, he said. These stories go back hundreds of years where all of a sudden a posse has this creature cornered and the tracks just disappear in open field like something just came and picked it up and took it away. Or maybe it just phased into another dimension, you know. All these stories start to intertwine. A lot of these people are talking about these similar encounters that I had. It sounds crazy, like something in science fiction he added. He went on, Leominster people know what's going on. People talk, but they also keep their mouth shut. And don't say expletive either. So for me, to write Monsterland, to actually come forward, was a little bit of a risk and gamble. In the sense that people are going to think I'm crazy, he said in his 2016 tome, whatever. Bigfoot believers with similar experiences can contact LeBlanc anonymously on his website, www.ronnielebonc.com, where he is hunting evidence to support residents' mysterious claims. Yeah, really a pretty cool article. I really enjoy that. Now, I want to look at one more here. We'll finish up with this short article here from cbsnews.com. It's dated October 31st, 2022 by Jacob Wyckoff. It says, Bigfoot in Leominster State Forest, question mark. One man has been on the hunt for decades. Deep in the woods of central Massachusetts is a place called Monsterland. Parts of Leominster, including the state forest, are home to sightings of Bigfoot and other unusual activity. One man has been on the hunt for decades. His name is Ronnie LeBlanc. His supernatural experiences started when he was just 11 years old. I would go with friends to ride bikes, said LeBlanc. There's a particular trail that I would go down. LeBlanc described the terror he felt when the forest went quiet until it wasn't. Within seconds, the forest erupted in front of me. Trees, shrubs were moving. I started to feel these reverberations in the soles of my feet of something walking. And before he knew it, whatever startled him was gone. Years later, LeBlanc has dedicated his life to tracking the Sasquatch all over the country and in Leominster State Forest. I think because these things have happened to me personally, it's created this obsession where I need to find out more. LeBlanc is currently featured on the Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot, and he has written two books on the subject. Monsterland, the reason it gets its name is there were sightings of Bigfoot creatures going back to the late 1800s. LeBlanc has even helped cast footprints around a decade ago on Leominster. The experience of seeing that impression in the ground, six footprints, something I've seen in a lot of books of the Pacific Northwest, and here we are in Massachusetts, he said. And LeBlanc now believes Bigfoot could be linked to UFOs. This is something more alien, something more interdimensional, said LeBlanc. 99% of these could all be made up, but if you have that one that is legit, this whole thing is real. Then it's really a game changer, and it's a paradigm shift on how we see the world and how we fit in this universe, really. Yeah, and I agree with that. I do think these things are interdimensional. I think it's uh, strange how they are attracted to certain uh, hot spots, and it's fun to look at these Bigfoot cases and then kind of overlay that with the UFO reports and the orb reports and the other kind of paranormal stuff that comes in. It all seems connected somehow to me, maybe in ways that are far more complicated than we can understand right now. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.